This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index, episode 56. I went down to the St. James Infirmary, found my baby there, stretched out on a long white table, so sweet, so cold, so bad. Thank you for joining me for All Things AE, where we take the written word from AEindex.org the Artist Edition Index website, and bring it to as much life as I can muster. This month, we've got two reviews, um, a poll, and some news. So, no big news. I mean, I don't know. I was, you know, I was looking over the uh, list of books from this year, and it's, I, I realize we're, you know, second year of solid COVID, but, um, We've had one AE format book this year. That was Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition in February. So say these two from IDW get released, the EC covers and the uh, John Buscema's Marvel Heroes. So we'll have three books from IDW, which is one more than we had last year. Um, maybe, I'm hoping we're going to see the next from Wayne Allen Harold Productions, P. Craig Russell. And um, we're still more and more shipping delays from the Steve Rude book. So we had, uh, let's see, 2019 we had six books. 2020 we had six books. 2021 it looks like we may have five books. So we're going in the wrong direction here. Um, it's been mentioned before. Uh, Scott Dunbeard said his target is four books a year. That hasn't happened with these COVID years. Hopefully things can ramp up again in 2022 and we can see four books from IDW. I don't know what's happening with Graffiti Designs. I've emailed them a few times and I've not gotten any response this year. So that's disheartening to say the least. There's nothing in the pipeline from Fantagraphics that we know of, but then they make announcements and then, you know, we two books or one book or so we really don't know what's happening there. I would say that Hermes Press is probably all done with their books. Image, there's the two Spawn books. I mean, Spawn is really hot right now. Maybe Todd McFarlane will do a third Spawn book. I don't know why. No creator from Image is doing their own books. I guess the cost is a concern. And that's, a, I mean, Kitchen Sink is books is gone. Dark Horse seems to be done. Their last book was Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition in 2018. So it's it's shrinking, it appears. But, uh, I do have, uh, there's a group, there's a Wildstorm Universe Facebook group, and they put out their own AE format book called the Brett Booth Artifact Edition. It was a small print run, and I did not hear about it. Um... A listener, reader, I'm not sure which, emailed me, asked me some questions about how I store my books, and, and then as a sort of an afterthought, I said, hey, there's a, you know, self-published uh, AE book from this group. So I joined the book group. They're working on a second print. When I get that second print, I, you know, I'm, I'm committed. So when they print the second print, I will have it, and then I will review it, and we can talk about it more. But nothing so far. The creators of the book from the group, I've reached out to them. They seem very nice. I don't really have, you know, I reached out to ask questions, but I don't really have any questions since 
nothing has happened yet. So until I get that book in my hand, I can't really ask too many questions other than, you know, what was your process? So we'll see how that goes. Interesting anyways to see uh, self-published. I'm not sure how that works with publication rights or what was in the book. I saw a lot of commissions, which, you know, makes sense. But in the samples I saw of the book, there were also published pages, so I'm not sure how that works. Again, I don't have the book in my hand, so I can't really make any judgments or <laughs> recommendations. Uh, we'll see when the second print comes out, and as it gets closer, and if it's uh, when, if they're soliciting names, I will get more information. So a little bit of excitement there. Uh, nice to see a sort of a, it's not a self-published, but uh, it's uh, interesting for sure. All right, let's talk shipping changes for this month. Uh, there's only the three books coming out, and there's been no changes, really. Easy Covers Artist Edition, still scheduled for September 1st. Stranko Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Artisan Edition, scheduled for September 29th. And John Buscema's Marvel Heroes, scheduled for November 3rd. There were two books that came up on the Penguin Random House website when I did a search under IDW. They made it actually very simple now. I'm watching IDW that way because these books seem to come up long before solicited through Diamond. And I did an article. I've been doing the artifacts uh, articles on the website. I'm not doing the deal alerts as much. I thought I could just work them into the artifacts. And the artifact article is just pieces of news from around the internet that I've collected and I'm putting on the website. I have previously been putting these sort of tidbits on the forum and realized um, I really should be doing them on my own website. Uh, forum readers can come to my site and read them if they'd like, but my focus should be the website. So it's I, I try and stay part of the community on the forum, but as well, the uh, this website is my focus. So a few tidbits. Uh, Brian Bull and Apex Edition was announced earlier, and they were still looking for art, but now um, Rebellion announced the uh, 45th anniversary of 2080 magazine. And as part of that, they've listed the, the, the events for 2022. So the Bull and Apex edition should be available in February of 2022, which is exciting. And they've also said uh, this piece of information. October, we'll see the early and eagerly anticipated Mick McMahon Apex edition. Few artists have stamped their signature on John... <laughs> I'm really having trouble today reading. Their signature on Judge Dredd the way McMahon has. The artist on the first published Dredd story in 2000 AD, Prog 2, he was initially hired to imitate Ascara's distinctive style, but soon developed his own kinetic, visceral style, which evolved into the chunky, powerful, big boot style. Constantly evolving his work on seminal Dredd stories such as The Cursed Earth, Block Mania, and The Judge Child, was a world away from the almost woodcut-like art on Slain and his slick sci-fi action on the VCs and Robusters. This deluxe, oversized facsimile edition will feature new high-resolution scans of McMahon's original art from 2000 AD. It will also be available in an exclusive edition through the 2000 AD web shop and a standard edition through comic stores via Diamond Distribution. Now, that same uh, statement has been made about the Bolin book. Uh, someone from the forum reached out to 2000 AD, but they have no details yet on what the exclusive edition will be. That's a tough call. I really don't know what they could do for an exclusive edition. So, um, I guess they get a bowl and sign them. I would say for this weight from the UK, I will not be getting the exclusive edition. I've previously looked at stuff from Rebellion and just didn't want to pay the shipping. So since I get a discount at my local comic shop, I will probably be getting the regular editions and reviewing those, which is you know my modus operandi 
anyways I like to get regular editions it's just not a not sold on the variant covers or the variants or at this point in my life I'm not even crazy about the extra money for the signed limited edition ones only because no discount shipping from the US or Europe it's it hurts right especially when I can get it a discount from my local comic shop all right, back to Penguin Random House that I was just talking about. That uh, two books popped up from them, uh, up and coming, and I have added them to the uh, index, either the the A index proper or the others index, which you'll see in my menus, which is also called the not quite an A index. So those two books are Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer. Artist Edition, 40th Anniversary. I'm not sure where 40th Anniversary is fitting into the title. It's on the cover. Uh, the Penguin Random House solicitation just says Dave Stevens, The Rocketeer Artist Edition. It does not say anything about 40th Anniversary, but it is in the thing, so I'm wondering how they're going to, what's the spin-off? I guess until I see the uh, colophon, I won't know how they do it. So this is technically a third printing. We had the original printing. Right in 2010, then we had the second printing with variant cover in 2012. Now we see this, and we'll see this in 2022. So 10 years after the second print. Uh, new cover, and Scott Dumbier has said that uh, the missing pages from the first printings uh, will be there. So this will be complete original art. There's no missing pages other than that, it won't be anything else. Nothing new. This there's they're not doing all new scans or anything like that. It's just the pages that were missing have been added, and this is a third print, 40th anniversary of the Rocketeers premiere, not the 40th anniversary of the Ars edition. Let me give you the blurb, and then I'm going to give you uh, my concern. In April of 1982, the Rocketeer debuted as a backup feature from Pacific Comics. From those humble beginnings, the artistry of Dave Stevens caught the imaginations of countless readers. Wouldn't that just be the imagination of countless readers? And became a worldwide sensation, even being turned into a big-budget feature film. And in 2009, when IDW launched its award-winning Artist Edition series, The Rocketeer was the inaugural release, even winning a coveted Eisner Award that year. The book quickly sold out and went into a second printing. Now, more than 10 years later, The Rocketeer is soaring back with a new 40th anniversary printing. All right, look at that paragraph. Um, I, the grammatical error is one thing, but there's two glaring problems with the statement. So one, IDW announced the Rocketeer Artist Edition in March of 2010, and it came out in San Diego Comic-Con of 2010, which was July of 2010, and released to comic shops. The second issue is... Rocketeer Artist Edition won two Eisner Awards in 2011 because the 2011 Eisners look at books from 2010. So I think it was Best Archival and Best Design. I have an article about that on the website. I did a 10-year anniversary article. And in that, I've got you know uh, links, quotes, from IDW, from IDW, uh, from Scott Dumbier, from Kelvin Mao, uh, links to their press releases from their uh, the PR person at the time. Uh, this paragraph really just is not accurate at all. So it's concerning. Now I know this is the advanced solicit, but this is also now this this information this is now up on any website that gets 
advanced solicitations from Penguin Random House. So that's Barnes and Noble. That's Amazon. So I'm really hoping this gets corrected. But I mean, you know, I'm not the publisher. I just, you know, I'm. Why do I really want to correct it? Because it's wrong. I'd, I'd, I'd hate to see misinformation like this coming out from a publisher that we all hold dear to our hearts. So let's hope uh, that can be corrected. All right. The other thing from the art uh, was interesting was uh, IDW had a San Diego Comic-Con sale last weekend for two days. Well, for the week they had uh, two um, DC artifact editions, the uh, Jim Lee and the... Um, Bernie Wrightson on sale from one twenty five down to eighty seven ninety nine I think so that wasn't a bad sale, but then they had uh, up to forty percent off the Marvel uh, books and that was Saturday and Sunday and this was I, I had said in the in my artifacts article that I was concerned because they're showing pictures of four different five books and four of them have been unavailable for quite a while and the, there was a lot of books available that I haven't seen in a long time things like Gil Kane's Amazing Spider Man the John Burns uh, Marvel Classics book, uh, the signed uh, limited slipcase was available on a discount. So that's a $200 book. It was on sale for $140. And a lot of other books, the Marvel covers, there was the uh, Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes was there, the twice up. I mean, there was just a lot of great deals. I don't want to spend too much time on this since the sales come and gone. There's a lot of chatter on the forums. A lot of people ordered books. I really, I really hope. Everybody took advantage of it, and I'm hoping people are reading my artifacts articles. And, uh, wow, yeah, it was some great stuff. I almost ordered that signed and numbered um, John Byrne book, but then I thought, well, it's 200 it's 140 They had to even, they have, even had free shipping over $65. But then I thought, well, what am I going to do with this book? I'm, you know, I've already got a closet full of these books. I don't really have space anymore. I've already got the regular edition. What am I buying the signed edition for it? So anyways, in the end, I didn't buy it. But there were some great things there. And the last thing from this uh, artifacts is someone on the forum again. Uh, the forum's the place to be. If, if you're a fan of artist editions, uh, you know, it's worth signing up and checking the forum every once in a while. Somebody spotted on the Penguin Random House site, they've got a preview up of the EC Covers Artist Edition, which is great. I didn't realize they would do previews. This is the only one so far. I checked all the other ones. And as part of the preview, they've, it's basically the first, I think it's the first eight pages. But as part of that, they've got the table of contents up. So somebody from the forum went through and compared them to my reviews of all the other EC books that have been come out that I've got reviews on the site. And they found that there's 151 covers listed in this new book. Uh, some of them are um, um, variants of the cover, like there's a... Tales from the Crypt 38, and then there's the uncensored version and things like that. So sometimes the cover's repeated. But they say 151 covers in the book, and 76 of them have appeared in other artist editions. So we're going to see 75 new covers that we've never seen before in this book. So that's pretty exciting. So half are new. And then, you know, for the EC, EC fans, that's enough to buy the book. That's enough for me to buy the book, i got to say. But then if... Uh, if as well, if you don't own all the other artists, uh, EC artist editions, which are worthwhile getting if you're a fan of EC, then this is a great opportunity. So a lot going on. It was great to see. It was a busy, uh, busy time for sure. The other book, wow, I'm really jumping all over the place and lost. The other book that was announced 
on the uh, announced that came up on the artist edition. Uh, wow, I'm just not getting anything right today. Sorry, I should really go back and edit this, but I know I won't because I always record this podcast as a stream of conscience. So the other book on the Penguin Random House site that is new is Mike Pignola's Hellboy in Hell and Other Stories Artisan Edition. So that's the second book that came up. And this is solicited for April 12th. It's the uh, Artisan Edition format, so soft cover. It's 200 pages. It's $39.99 US, 9 by 12. So everything you've come to expect from the Artisan Edition format, it reduced uh, Artist Edition. So that's exciting to see. The, the Artisan in, uh, Editions are really rolling out here. We saw uh, Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four this year. Uh, we're going to see John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artisan Edition next year. And we saw John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man this year. We also saw... What else did we see? Oh, uh, last year we saw Thor. So there's a lot coming. And a lot have come out. Some books are great, I think, for the Artisan Edition size. I, I enjoyed reading my David Mazzucchelli's Daredevil Born Again. I could pick out a lot of the details. I like the full-size one better, but I think with a book like... I think taking something that's twice up and reducing it to the Artisan Edition size could be trouble. So like so far that we've seen, that's Wally Wood's um, EC Stories Artist Edition, and that's also going to be the uh, Storenko one. So, like I said, uh, they're nice format. I'd still prefer the full-size Artist Edition, but I can certainly understand people with limited space, uh, limited budget, picking up the uh, reduce smaller size. All right. So I've just, I think I've just bungled the last five minutes of chatting here, but thank you for bearing with me. All right, moving on. We got the poll this month. And this is from our good friend of the site and Patreon patron, David Jacoy. Always appreciated. And his poll this month, Detective Comics, Comics Company, how like he put that DC right there, produced some of the very finest crossover comics ever and by some of the best artists in the field. These spectacular artist editions would include an amazing selection of stories by the best of the best. Perez, Nolan, Jurgens, Adams, Garcia Lopez, Andrew, a veritable pantheon of classic artists doing what they do best. If you are a fan of classic DC crossover comics, you cannot afford to miss these incredible books. Which one would you prefer to get in the AE treatment? All right, let's go over the list. Winning right now is all-new Collector's Edition C-56 by Neil Adams and Dick Giordano. That's uh, Superman vs. Muhammad Ali. I want the official title of the book and not the sort of subtitle. And Unfortunately, DC did these treasuries with the weird names like that. All right, coming in second place is JLA Avengers Special by George Perez and Tom Smith. Coming in third, DC Special Series number 27 by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez and Dick Giordano. That's uh, Incredible Hulk, Batman Incredible Hulk. Coming in fourth, Spider-Man vs. Superman by Ross Andrew and Dick Giordano. And coming in fifth is Superman vs. Aliens by Jan Jurgens and Kevin Nolan. So we have an all-DC one. We got uh, two Marvel DC ones. And we got a Marvel Dark Horse. Sorry, DC Dark Horse. Uh, interesting stuff. I did cast my vote. I believe I voted for the JLA Avengers. I thought when I compared the artwork on the website, I'm not a huge uh, Ross Andrew fan. So the right away, that sort of discounted the uh, Andrew books uh, as well. Can't say I'm a huge 
Um, fan of the Garcia Lopez art in the Hulk. It's nice. Maybe I'd have to see it in person. I'm still waiting for Garcia Lopez book, right? That artist edition. That'd be amazing. Neil Adams seems to come across well. But uh, I think that, yeah, just the Prez art really spoke to me. So, hey, it's all, yeah, it's just a vote. I'd like to see these happen, but this is more in the realm of the fantasy, right? This sort of the fantasy league, these kind of polls. So, uh, again, the polls stay up indefinitely now. But uh, you can always go back, read through the polls, and see if you'd like to cast your opinion on any of those. All right, let's get to out-of-print sales. I'm going to lead off with, um, I'm guessing that uh, because the U.S. has sort of returned mostly to pre-COVID, it seems. Like now with the Delta variant, things are getting worse again. But eBay sales have just, they tanked. It's brutal. What we were seeing, you know, we were seeing 10, 11 volumes of things. This month, it's one and twos. It's There's one three, and there's a whole, oh, two threes, and a whole lot of zeros. Like a lot of books just did not sell at all in June. And I was looking at, I'm looking at my affiliate links, and um, July is even worse. So we're seeing a dramatic drop-off. So it looks like people are getting back to their lives not not being cooped up and spending all their money on online purchases. So let's go through what did sell. Uh, Basil Wolverton's Weird Worlds, one copy sold for eighty four ninety nine. Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller Gallery Edition, one copy sold for two fifty. So that's keeping uh, some value there. One copy of Best VC Comics Volume One for, sold for two hundred dollars. Three copies of Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins sold for an average of two hundred one thirty. One copy of Conan Red Nails sold for one thirty nine. Three copies of Dave Cockrum's X Men sold for an average of one forty three twenty eight. One copy of Dave Stevens' The Rocketeer second print sold for three ninety nine ninety nine. That just seems like a weird anomaly. One copy of Fenographic Studio Edition Black Hole by Charles Burns sold for one seventy nine ninety nine. One copy of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition sold for two forty nine. That was one of the books in the weekend sale that was going for less than a hundred. So. One copy of Frank Miller's Daredevil. I'm sorry, I just did that. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City, Hard Goodbye. Sold for 106.82. Man, that's well below cover. One copy of Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula, sold for 225. One copy of Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man, sold for 99. Two copies of Jack Davis's EC Stories, sold for an average of 227.50. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the world's greatest artist edition, sold for 150. One copy of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters, sold for 104.99. One copy of John Buscemi's Silver Surfer sold for 100. One copy of John Byrne's Marvel Classics sold for 175. One copy of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man sold for 138.95. Two copies of Michael Golden's Micronauts sold for an average of 275. Two copies of Star Wars Artifact Edition sold for an average of 76.21. Three copies of Star Wars Dark Times sold for an average of 45.17. So back to the pre-COVID pricing. One copy of Stranko Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. First print, sold for 185 One copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit, sold for 150 It's just tanking. I don't... It's unbelievable how this... Like, we saw record sales, crazy prices from January to May, and now it's just nothing. So, I'm not seeing a lot of deals. I'm just seeing less sales. So, I think people are still keeping uh, books at the, you know, those crazy COVID prices and then 
So we may see price drops as people realize that things aren't selling. All right. Now's a good time for me to, you know, uh, endorse everything on uh, our decision next to pay the bills. So if you'd like to support the site and the podcast and everything I do, which I would greatly appreciate, three ways to do that. First is become a Patreon patron. That's the easiest way to go. You, it's uh, minimum is a dollar, but you can pledge any amount you'd like. It can be in your local currency as well now. So that's pretty great. And uh, that helps me buy books, keep the website going. Second option, which is the least painful option, no pain involved, is to use the links I have on the site. And those are affiliate links, and I get a percentage of your, of your purchase. Um, it's between 1% and 12%, actually. So, uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with 12%, but that's the few and far between one. The uh, most common one is the uh, Amazon, which is 1%. eBay, I think, is 3 I think Things from Another World is my best one. So if you're thinking of buying, please use the thing, <laughs> Things from Another World affiliate link. Uh, third way to support the site is my store. And again, I've got I feel like I've got to trump this. Be, uh, I'm not getting a lot of action on the store. I did this month. I don't know what happened. I think there was a, uh, a link somewhere because suddenly I had all kinds of interest in the store because I was selling a uh, David Mazzucchelli's uh, Dead World Born Again Arts Edition first print. Uh, sealed so that's sold and then i had some interest in the other books but uh, nobody bought anything so i've got some deals please check out the store it's in the menu it's on all my pages so that's a great way to i've got extras and so please purchase them if you're so inclined and they fit into something you're looking for a walter simonson's the mighty thor artist edition first print i have no box but uh, that's a great book long out of print i've got a signed copy of Fantagraphic Studio Edition, Jaime Hernandez. He signed it at TCAF for me. I've got a uh, misprint of John Byrne's Marvel Classics Artifact Edition. It's missing the fold-out of the Captain America uh, page, but I've also it's also for 75 bucks. So there are some good deals, so please check out the store. All right, enough tooting of my own horn. Two reviews this month, both of Wally Wood exhibit catalogs. So this is kind of interesting. There's been two exhibits in the last decade of Wallywood artwork in Europe. One was uh, in Spain in 2010, and one was in France in 20... uh, I want to say 2019. It's probably 2018. I've already forgotten. It's in the catalog somewhere. Hold on. I'll get to my review. Anyways, there's two reviews. And uh, both been made into books. Uh, The first one is Woodwork, and that was done in conjunction with IDW. They've done four catalogs with the same place and from Spain uh, in De Palma, Spain and this one's been out a while it's actually still available from IDW so you can purchase this if you're so inclined let me give you the blurb Wally Wood is one of the most celebrated comic artists of all time his legendary career runs from the glory days VC Comics extraordinary line of science fiction titles to the brilliantly subversive Mad Comics and later magazine he produced extraordinary illustrations for magazines like Galaxy after EC Folded and worked on some of the most fondly remembered stories published by Marvel Comics in the mid-1960s. He also co-created the Thunder Agents as well as a pioneer in self-publishing. This massive tome is the American edition of the museum catalog that accompanied a gigantic career retrospective on display in De Palma, Spain in 2010. The largest such exhibit ever devoted to this incredible artist, previously presented simultaneously in two languages, English and Spanish. Released in 2013... 
it's nine and three tenths by twelve and seven eighths. Three hundred and forty-three pages. Hardcover. Fifty-nine ninety-nine U.S. All right. Uh, if you like Wally Wood, this is the book to own. It uh, it's really interesting, and you've got some excellent. So this follows the same as if uh, same crew from the Big John Busama book. If you've uh, looked at my review of that, and I know I talked about it, it's uh, it was put together by uh, Edition Dice and Frederick Manzano from Edition Dice and Florentino Flores were the main creators of the book and the exhibit, it appears. So really nice stuff. And like I said, like the Big John Buscema, there's a whole career uh, retrospective. It goes a lot of text, a lot of opinionated, but it's nice to see someone forming opinion and staying and then proving their, uh, trying to prove their argument. It's, it's really great. A lot of original art. There's far more original art in this book um, than uh, published art. I'm sorry, then published work. There are some pages in this book to reinforce his, you know, reinforce his argument. So we see that just like the John with some uh, book, but uh, there's a, it feels like there's a lot of original art in this one. Uh, glossy pages, uh, really solid, sturdy book, a good size, good heft, and a nice reproduction of the art. And it really varies. This is a, just completely covers his career. Uh, it, you know, artwork he did as a kid, uh, a lot of EC stuff, like I said, the, the Tower stuff, Marvel stuff, his own stuff, then his later st- some DC stuff, later things he did. Uh, they do they deal with the Tops cards. Uh, it goes over. They even show his Prince Valiant trial page. There's Marvel stuff. There's his own stuff. Like I said, the Canon stuff, the Sally Forth stuff, um, Ring War. Um, uh, what is that? The King of the World. Uh, so it's just a lot of things. And then is so in the review, I didn't put. I mean, there's bare breasts. I, 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 you know, it's hard to avoid that. I certainly don't. Um, with a lot of original art, um, depending on the artist and things. But uh, any of the any of the other stuff he did, they do feature some stuff which was more of his pornographic stuff. I didn't. I'm not going to put that in the review. But it is covered somewhat in there. So. I didn't want to. I specifically talk about in the review what are full stories, which is nice in this book because we get full stories. So let me go over them. Uh, we get Trial by Arms from Two Fisted Tales 34. We get There Will Come Soft Rains from Weird Fantasy 17. The Children from Weird Science Fantasy 23. My World from Weird Science Fantasy 22. Flash Gordon and the Space Pirates from The Phantom Number 18. To Kill a God from Vampirella 12. And My Word from Big Apple comics. Now these are all full page except for my word that's a bit reduced. Um, really great stuff. I and especially I really did enjoy the uh, the Sky World, the Sky Masters of the Space Force, uh, the original art. I really love that. I um, I've got a, there's some nice collections of that available. I've got those and then this to see the original art is awesome. The Challengers the Unknown pages I really enjoyed and I really enjoyed his Marvel pages. And the Dynamo stuff. I just, I like that period, right? In between. I liked when his style got a little more simplified from when in between, say, you know, after Warren, after EC. Uh, I really enjoy that style. So this is an excellent book. And then moving on to the second book that covers the same material, we have uh, Le Monde de Wallace Wood. So let me give you the blurb from that. 
A pioneer of American genre comics, Wallace Wood was a virtuoso and visionary author. He left a deep mark on science fiction, fantasy, humor, and erotic comics throughout a rich and unclassifiable career, to which the festival is dedicating a rare retrospective. Reproducing more than 150 pieces from the pioneer of American genre comics, this catalog traces the career and the multifaceted work of a virtuoso author who never ceased to evolve and reinvent himself. This is from uh, Ninth Art Plus Editions, which is the publishing arm of uh, Angoulême, or Angoulême. I think it's Angoulême. This book is nine and three-quarter inches by 13 and three-quarter inches, 160 pages, hardcover, 35 euros. Only available from Angoulême. So, obviously half the page count of the previous book I was just talking about. This has a... Uh, they're not matte pages. There's, like, there's, like, there's some sort of gloss to it, but I don't. I, I can't describe it. They, you know, I, I think I've, I've uh, I reviewed a the Herman uh, book from uh, Ninth Art before on the site, and I just I love the feel and the design of these books. This is just it just feels luxurious. I don't know how else to describe it. Just an excellently produced book. And um, we've got the same people, uh, Florentino Flores, uh, Frederick Manzano worked on this again. Uh, again, well, as just as they did on the other exhibit. So uh, we see a lot of the same artwork. So I'm guessing they will go back to the same people and get artwork again. Uh, not as much, there's not the, st- the story of his life uh, woven in with art as was the uh, woodwork exhibit catalog. This one has it can have a page, half a page of text, but it, it's specifically accompanying either that period or that piece of artwork. So it's uh, it's done quite differently. Um, I used Google Translate on my phone. I took a picture of the page. Google translated in English for me, and then I was able to read along. So I appreciated that. There's not as many full stories in this one. Let me go over. There are there's four complete stories in this book. My World, There Will Come Soft Rains, The Battle of Britain from Blazing Combat. Now, unfortunately, that's four to a page. Not full page. And My Word from Big Out Comics, which is full page. Other than that, we get a lot of we get stories that include most of the pages, but not all of them. So we got, you know, Trial by Arms, New Orleans, Flesh Gordon, Prince Violent. To Kill a God, Malice and Wonderland. Those are those are ones that contain pages from the story, but not full stories. So interesting stuff. Now there is additional material in this book that is not in the woodwork. That's there's more mad artwork in this than previously seen. Uh, we get an we get extra Daredevil pages, which are really great to see. We get extra Dynamo pages, which blew my mind. I just oh man. There's uh, there's two the the cover piece that they use the cover from that's in there and then another one uh, splash page from the unseen enemy it is so gorgeous like I said I'm, I'm a huge fan of that of this period of his artwork where he just this simplifies the artwork and just just stands out gorgeous and there's more of his uh, say his pornographic material um, some things full page that are not full page in the woodwork catalog some things reduced that were full size so it's hard to say which way to go. There's a third Challengers, the Unknown page. There's more Sky Masters pages in here. Um, if you're going to own just one, I don't know. You have to check my reviews and decide for yourself. 
you're probably better owning both. Uh, I love the feel of the Anglem catalog. And I like the presentation. I like the way they did the text. It's well done. But the woodwork is uh, available worldwide um, from any book publisher. I'm sorry, from any bookseller. IDW still has it available. So readily available. If you're in Europe, I would hardly rec- heartily recommend, not hardly, heartily recommend the uh, Angolan book. And that's, like I said, that's available from them. I uh, I ordered five of my books at a time just to try and save some shipping. It was still ridiculous. Uh, they have they have sales. You just got to, so I don't I have not seen a newsletter to sign up for. But uh, they do have sales. You have to check the website and uh, you can grab a deal there. So that's my reviews for this month. I'm still trying to do two. Uh, next month, um, I've got, it's going to be more French books. Uh you know, the books the books from France and Belgium are new to me, so I've been picking them up. There's no, you know, artist edition format books come out in North America at this point. So I'm filling in my time. I'm using my money from the affiliate links, from Patreon, and I'm purchasing books from Europe. I've spoken about it repeatedly, but uh, Collector BD is the site to order from in Europe. If you're in North America, the shipping is the cheapest I've found. Excellent customer service. They're giving a, uh, if you're a repeat customer, they start to give you things. A 5% discount. I got a free print in the last order from, uh, it's a Lucky Luke print. So they're great to see, great to have. Thank you for joining me here. Uh, you can all, I can always be reached at scott at aenx.org. Any AE format questions you have, please ask me and I will answer them. I didn't get to reader email this month. There wasn't a lot of reader email. It was um, somebody asked me, you know, as I said, uh, how do I shelve my books? I updated the picture on my about page. I took a new picture of the closet. I had them laying down before. I rebuilt the closet and I had them all standing up. Now I built four shelves into my closet. So now I've gotten them crammed with books again. Uh, Somebody talked, we talked about the sale, which we've covered here. And that's about reader mail for this month. We had uh, Billy from Europe contact me again. We had some talking. He was looking at moving some books, and I gave him some prices on books, and he was able to sell on eBay. So people are still people are still buying on eBay. It just looks like the volume's down. If you have a hard to find book, I think that's that's going to sell. So if you say you have a Bill Sienkiewicz or something, definitely still the market or a David Mazzucchelli. All right, enough babbling for me this month. Sorry for all my uh, faux pas and ums and bridge words and uh, mistakes here. So thanks for sticking with me. And thankfully, uh, no allergies this month, so my nose is not running, and I was not constantly sniffling like last month. Listening to that episode just made me cringe, so I, again, appreciate everybody who comes to the podcast and listens. Thanks, and we'll talk again next month. Let her go, let her go, God bless her. Wherever she may be, she can search this wide world over. She'll never find a sweet man like me.